Talk that scripture smoke. Blast off in outer space, baby, with the mind-blowing word of God. The holy hookah is loaded. Let's do this thing. Let's get our study party going. Yeah. What's up, classmates? Thank you guys for showing us. It's always a blessing to be able to just share in the word with y'all. This is like a highlight of our week, man. It is. Right? Yes. So let's jam. Let's get this thing going. Let's get our high priest and king up in here in Yeshua's name. Father in in, in heaven. Help us to make this study a blessing to you, Lord. We want a report of you in a way that is pleasing to you. Help us to be correct, Lord. Help us to say what's right in your sight and wise in your eyes. And, uh, you know, help us to edify, Lord. Help us to, you know, cast that seed. Um, you know, and so your harvest, you know, will be a, a, a bountiful one, right? We want to get peeps to the party. And uh, for y'all who are joining us, you know, thank you so much. As I said earlier, it's always a blessing. The Lord, the Lord's fortification is shalom and his joy to you. And let's be that effective salt and light and fruitful for his glory. So let's go ahead and get down on this word and, uh, you know, do what pleases the Lord. Can you dig it? Yes. If you can, say amen. Amen. Right. With, with one of these mugs. If you can really dig it, you know, <laughs> get these mugs so you can toast to the most high proper. Because, you know, he likes it. You want to do what pleases him, right? Get these mugs. Where would they find those mugs? At bronzeserpentmedia.com. Yes. <laughs> it's in the description box. You can follow that link there. Right? <laughs> All right, y'all. We're at uh, 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, this is going to be titled, uh, according to this book, The Orderly Governing of the Gifts. Mm. Uh, the Charisma. Uh, so, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, um, the charisma in the previous study. So if you haven't uh, heard those, I hope you guys go back and check out the, the earlier studies of uh, what we discussed on these, what we read and shared. So uh, our, our observations on it, we hope that squares up with the word of God and what pleases him in our observations of it. Hope that it's a practical according to what he sees as practical for us. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you see something useful in it. Uh, so let's go ahead and read uh, 14, 1 through 5. Okay, pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to people, but to God. For no one understands, but in the Ruach speaks mysteries. When we say Ruach, that's the spirit, right? Um, he speaks mysteries, but one who prophesies speaks to people for building up urging on and uplifting one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself but one who prophesies builds up the community now i want you all to speak in tongues but even more that you would prophesy one who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets so that the community may be built up Okay, so 
we got to get straight. As we, as we go through this, y'all, we're going to have to get straight on what speaking in tongues is. Mm, yeah. Right? Uh, you know, when you turn on the, uh, the TBN and you see the pastor walking back and forth, you know, you know, all that sort of stuff. That's that's not speaking in tongues. But we're going to get to that. Let's uh, I just want to go ahead and establish that. Not trying to be condescending or making fun of anybody. Right. But, you know, uh, it almost warrants making fun of these people because it's like they're taking people. Right. Yeah. You know, they say that and people start passing around that collection plate because they think they're having some real spiritual, you know, religious experience and stuff like that. It's like, no, no. It's one of two things. Either demons or an overactive imagination. Right. Right? It's that's this is not what speaking in tongues is. You're not having a spiritual experience in the way the Lord intended. You might be having a spiritual one, but it's not a Holy Spirit one. Okay, yeah. so let's let's get that let's get that straight. So anyway, that's a good word. Let's let's talk about um, uh, when it's talking about to eagerly desire. Once again, we're going to see that word zelu, uh, as in zealous. Mm. Right. Also jealous. You know. Zealous and jealous kind of rhyme. They kind of go together. You know, they, gee, they might be connected, right? Um, so it also means envious and covetous, right? So when we're saying the word zeal, we have to have the, the, the context is going to help to shape the word, you know, and how it's going to be used, right? So you can be, you know, if we're going to be talking about being jealous or covetous. Uh, basically keeping up with the spiritual Joneses, if you will, right? But here's why that covetousness and jealous jealousy is okay. And uh, only God can give these gifts, right? These, these are gifts, uh, and, you, and you're supposed to, you're supposed to covet, this, covet these from the only one who can actually give them, right? So once again, we got to think about context and how they're applied because, you know, when we talk about um, jealousy, it's like on one hand, it's like, no, you're not supposed to be jealous. And on the other hand, you are supposed to be jealous. Yeah. You know, God himself says that he's a jealous God, right? So we talked about these things and we saw how these things squared up. So I'm not going to go too far into that. But like I said, you know, these, and, you know, if, if one's not careful, it invites people to think that the Bible is contradicting themselves. Like, well, were you supposed to be jealous or not? You know, <laughs> doesn't that love thing say that jealous is, uh, that love isn't jealous and love isn't this? And it's like, well, if God is love and stuff like that, uh, well, God himself says that he's a jealous God. So how can love say that it's not jealous? Yeah. It's in context of how you're going to apply it. And it's not, it's not some sort of loophole, and it's not some sort of right. cop-out or anything like that. Okay? There is a healthy kind of jealousy, yeah. right? You know, So when you have like this, un, uh, this uh, unchecked jealousy that you just have, that's not squared by something else, and it's jealousy uh, uh, run amok, yeah. that's bad. You know, yeah. But when you have jealousy in order of what, in order of God's love, right? That agape love, that God level of, of love, that's a different kind of jealousy, right? The je a protective jealousy. Right, right. Right, that kind of jealousy. Like I said, I, I'll, I'll get to going, but uh, uh, and, and, and probably no, don't know when to stop, so I'm going to shut up right now and just suggest <laughs> that y'all read the earlier uh, or listen to the earlier Zopium Den concerning that, and you'll see that the Bible does not contradict itself as far as that goes. Um, so let's see. Um, you can't get um, these redeeming spiritual gifts anyplace else, all right? God is encouraging us, you know, with, through Paul here, he's encouraging us to be eager for these gifts from him, all right? Covet these gifts. Have a jealous passion for these gifts, right? Like I said, how are these gifts different than covetousness and jealousy and the envy that Satan had. Yeah. You know, how is this different from Adam and Eve who were tipped off to being covetous 
and envious, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and feeling that they were entitled yeah. to be like God, right? So, well, the thing is, y'all, God offers these things as a gift. It's okay to desire the gift, right? It's okay to receive the gift as long as you understand that it's a gift, right? Mm -hmm. Between Adam, Eve, and Satan, they just assumed they could take it. Well, yeah. Right? <laughs> so, now your dad, he might have a classic sports car. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't mind having it, right? <laughs> you wouldn't mind inheriting it or, you know, what have you. Uh, that's a degree of covetousness, all right? And your dad may know that you want the car, right? And it's going to give it to you at some point. You wanting the car and him wanting you to have the car is fine, all right? So, but you deciding that you can just go ahead and take the car whenever you want. That's the sin. Yeah. So it's okay to covet things from God as long as you want God's knowledge and how to receive these things mm -hmm. graciously and apply them according to how it would please him, especially concerning prophecy. Desire from the Lord's fortification to speak truths according to what he needs done. A person can be, you know, like, like so eager to prophesy that they will assume to bypass wanting, uh, you know, waiting on this gift of God and pursue the ability by other means. Yeah. Right. That's when you get into your diviners, right. right, your mediums and your psychics, you know, whatever they want to, you know, you know, to be called. You know, that's what that's what they come in. Right. Yeah. These are false prophets, basically. Uh, you can have people claiming to be Christians, <laughs> claiming to be prophets, right? And these people are no more a prophet than the person on the psychic hotline. So mm -hmm. a great example, you know, people claiming to prophesy, you know, that Trump would be president, right? We voted yeah. for him. You know, that would, you know, that would have been nice and everything, but that's not, that's not biblical prophecy. That's not prophesying according yeah. to God, all right? That's, that's a... That's ear tickling and stuff like that. Yeah. And telling yeah. the congregation what they want to hear mm -hmm. and the pastor basically saying out loud what he wants to hear, you yeah. know, what he wants to believe and stuff like that. That's not something that God gave to say. Right. All right. They said that on their own, you know, and just like I said, man, it's just a bunch of ear tickling stuff. Um, that false prophecy did not honor God. Yeah? Indeed. And right. didn't do Trump any favor, yeah. uh, Trump any favors either, you know, might I add. So Paul is telling people to be eager to tell people about God. Or what was that one cat? And I COVID, I demand oh, you yeah. <laughs> go down on your belly and I yeah, curse you. <laughs> right? It's like, wait, man, what are you doing? Right? You gotta, I love that video, that metal video that they made. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland, John Curtin, go. They made a song out of it. <laughs> right? It's like, man, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's not prophesying. Right? I, I, I don't know where authority you're assuming to speak from. Um, it's like, no, not glorifying God, man. Right? Uh, anyway, so, uh, so Paul is not telling people to be eager uh, to tell people about, you know, uh, he's, he's, he wants people to be eager to tell people about God, not eager to, you know, tickle people's ears and stuff like that, you know, telling them their fortunes. Right. Right. It's like yeah. this, this is like the, the biblical trappings, you know, uh, just for a person assuming to be a fortune teller. Mm 
So does God want us to be fruitful and prosperous? Yes, he does. Of course, he says so. Right? But it's more important to know who he is so you know what to do with your prosperity. Amen. All right? Yeah. Uh, lots of people claim to believe in God, you know, but they just want, you know, the prosperity or they, they want some sort of benefit. And, you know, I understand yeah. people want a healing or, you know, they want to get out of their financial woes and stuff like that. Right? Uh, oh. it's, it's not so much of the, the key to getting out of these things, y'all, is, um, is, is knowing who the Lord is. You know, it's that's that's what it gets down to. That's the real reward. You know, as so, well, you know, as one can be like, you know, how is the Lord knowing the Lord going to help me pay my rent? You know, I get it. You know, I, I understand that. That's uh, it's you have to understand believing, you know, and having like this faith that God is you're going to sow a seed and all that sort of stuff. It's it's no, the, the Lord had told you that the world is going to suck. Yeah. You're relying on his strength to be able to get through. He tells us to love him with all our heart, mind, and strength. He wants us to be intelligent. We, we're supposed to calculate. We're supposed to figure things out. Right. But you got to do it based on him. Yeah. Because what happens is you can try. You can go ahead and try to calculate, and, and you, you may do. You may you may feel like you have to resort to things that are going to go sideways, right? Mm -hmm. Or based on your fear, you even if you're trying to do what's right and what's moral, based on your fear, you make wrong decisions. Right. Right. Because you don't know who he is and you're building your decisions and executing based on fear. And it's going to cause you more problems. Mm, yes. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the Lord didn't promise you that the, everything's going to be all great. He's gone away a long time ago to make that place for us. Yes, we got to cling on to him to, to be ushered into that area. But while we're here, Lord lets us know it's going to suck for you. This is mm, earth. Yeah. All right. So it's but but when you pray, it's not so much about you praying that, um, you know, like when you say the model prayer. You know, that's the thing when you when you pray, basically that model prayer is you recognizing who God is and you're relying on him for the strength to get through day to day. Amen. Yes. OK, it's not about, oh, Lord, give me a Mercedes Benz and you're going to get a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> it's that's not how it works. Right. It, even if it's if, uh, um, a healing, you know, people want healing. I, I, I totally get that. I understand. And people are being made to believe that if you just have enough faith, if you just have enough faith, if you just have yeah. enough faith, you will be healed. And this is a no, no, that's we're not in that generation. We hadn't been there ever since the the, uh, the temple was destroyed. Hadn't been there. Mm -hmm. the, the test of faith is that if you have faith, you will be healed like when Jesus was going around and healing people. Jesus was going around giving the empirical evidence that, yeah, man, I'm God. Yes. Okay? I'm going to give you. That's why he's like, you know, hey, this generation right here, because I gave you that evidence and you still executed me. Mm -hmm. Oh, this, this generation has some serious blood on its hands. Yeah. All right? So now Jesus had already gone that route. To give people, you know, it's like the, he was he was he was whooping uh, fam, uh, uh, hunger. He was whooping disease, yes. uh, blindness, deafness, you know, and all that sort of stuff. He was like, "Look, man, I'm the real conquering king. Yep. All this stuff that your kings and your rulers are doing that we're supposed to be doing, they can't do. I yeah. can. I'm giving you that empirical evidence, all right? And it led to him being executed. We after the t after the burning of the temple. Now it's like, no, 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 no. You sim you you demonstrate now." I came and gave the demonstration. I came and gave the empirical evidence. The burden is on you now to show me that faith. Mm. So you may not get what you want. You can pray all you want. Even Jesus, hey, Jesus uh, prayed until he sweat blood. Did he right. get what he asked for? No. All right. So even with us, it's not, 
you know, people are being led to believe that if you sold this seed, you pay this much money and you do this and you do that and you just show your faith and show your faith, you're going to get your healing. You're going to get this and you're going to get right. that. No, 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 no. And if you don't get it, well, I guess you just didn't have enough faith. Yeah, no. it's your fault. The burden is on you. So right. You're not holy enough. Exactly. No, the real test of faith is can you handle not getting what that you want? That is so true. That's the real test of faith. Or maybe you do get what you want. Mm. Do you have the faith? To remain obedient. Right. Right. That's why it's going to seem kind of strange in that model prayer. Uh, it says, lead us not into temptation. Yeah. It's like, why would God lead you into temptation? It's not about so much God leading you into temptation. He wants to lead you into blessing. But what if you're tempted to do evil with your blessing? Right. So if God has to keep you away from that blessing, ergo keeping you away from temptation. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. Your soul is more important. Exactly. So one has to be careful. We have to, you know, have the discernment, his discernment to be like, okay, I didn't get what I want. I'm not going to believe it. I didn't get my experience. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not getting that feeling or I'm not, I'm not doing these things that I think make me holy and spiritual. I'm not speaking in tongues and I'm not doing this and all that. It's like, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm saved or something. I said, no, 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 no. All right. You got to make sure that you got the faith. People be talking about, you know, you, you see all this apostasy going on in the church, even from worship leaders. I didn't get my experience and I'm, I'm not feeling this. And I don't I don't under, understand how a loving God could do this. And loving God is like, wow, man, you you, you really you, you haven't studied. Yeah. People are calling it deconstruction or deconstructing yeah. your faith. Right. Just disintegration. They, it's yeah. they, they lack the integrity. Y'all just like you forget the Lord is the builder. He yes. builds these things in you. Yes. All right. But people keep trying to build up themselves, build Ooh. up their egos. Preach. Right. Yes. And build up these expectations of this idol that they have called Jesus. Right. They're trying to carve Jesus in their image and, and feel entitled to him doing these things for them to mm. feel like he's valid. Yes. Man, who do y'all think you are? Right. <laughs> right. So all that to say, y'all, um, you know, we got to be careful in terms of what it is that we may covet from the Lord. Because mm -hmm. it may not actually even be the Lord that you're coveting something or you, you've made an idol and you feel entitled and, you, and you're jealous over something. You're covetous for something. Or you're envious of, of how somebody somebody else is walking and, and feel like, well, you want your experience too and all that sort of stuff. And uh, that that idol gets torn down. And it's like you never, you, you never knew the Lord, right? And, and he will say, you know what? I never knew you either. Right? Y'all may want to be that person. Words. Right? You don't want to be that person. So, anyway, uh, let me get back to my notes here. Uh, so, let me see. Now, without knowing who the builder is, y'all, and like I said, it, 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 he's going to build that right infrastructure in you. Right. He, he knows what to do with that. You don't want to build up something on your own. Uh, so in the exchange, for example, in the exchange between Jeremiah and uh, Hananiah, uh, God makes it very clear that people claiming to prophesy in the name of the Lord with, without actually hearing from the Lord uh, get dealt with pretty harshly. Mm. All right. Now, this is another example of uh, taking the Lord's name in vain. Uh, these are, are people... Uh, who are no more a, a prophet than, you know, like I said, a psychic hotline. You have these people gaining uh, a great success telling people, you know, what they want to hear mm -hmm. and calling it the word of God. But they're not teaching who God is. You've got to know who God is to have a foundation to test 
mm. a supposed prophecy right. being proclaimed, right? And we got people out there, you know, like I said, tickling people's ears, talking about every chain being broken, right? Mm -hmm. Every yoke being broken. We hear them, uh, them, uh, them buzzwords and stuff yep. like that in, yep. in the church, right? In the, the so-called church. Uh, I don't want to be that, you know, horn tooting, but, you know, it's like, seriously, man, it's like a lot of false teachings out there. And uh, now, and they're talking about, you know, you're going to get this and you're going to get that and, and you're going to be this and you're going to be that, you know, um, as, as, as they make like they're, they're, they're breaking this wooden yoke that's mm -hmm. on people. Right. And what people are seeking and liberation in y'all uh, and the ear tickling of people, you know, with their ideas of liberty is what's bringing on a yoke of iron. Right. So now I'm not saying that God has put a wooden yoke on us uh, as he did with Jeremiah. But what I am saying is that if you listen to false prophets, that wooden yoke will be placed or replaced with a yoke of iron. Right. For example, like in the fifth month of the year, uh, fifth month of that same year, the fourth year, Near the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah, the prophet Hananiah, son of Azur, who was from Gibeon, said to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests all, and all the people, this is what the Lord of hosts, uh, this is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel says. I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years, I will restore to this place all the articles of the house of the Lord that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, removed from here and carried to Babylon. And I will restore to this place Jeconiah, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, along with all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke. Now, let me say that again. Declares the Lord. This is Hananiah talking, right? Yeah. Declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah replied to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priest and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. Amen. Jeremiah said, may the Lord do so. May the Lord fulfill the words you have prophesied, and may he restore the articles of his house and all the exiles back to this place from Babylon. Nevertheless, listen now to this message. I am speaking in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets of old who preceded you and prophesied war disaster and plague against many lands and, and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, only if the word of the prophet comes true, will the prophet be recognized as one the Lord has truly sent. Then the prophet Hananiah took the yoke off the neck of Jeremiah, the prophet, and broke it. And in the presence of all the people, Hananiah proclaimed, this is what the Lord says. In this way, within two years, I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, off the neck of the nations. At this, Jeremiah, the prophet, went on his way. 
But shortly after Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke off his neck, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, go and tell Hananiah that this is what the Lord says. You have broken a yoke of wood, but in its place you have fashioned a yoke of iron. Now what did Jeremiah do when he heard Hananiah's so-called prophecy? He tested it okay. by the records, right? He tested it by the records of what God gave through previous prophets, right? Kind of like how we do with case law, right? Right. That's what Jeremiah, you got to test this stuff. It's like you, we got to, we have to study, we have to read and listen to these people and say, hey, hey, I don't think, you know, because we, we because we want to, we want to square it by ourselves and see how it pertains to us. True. Don't do that. <laughs> right. It's not supposed to be, not supposed to be looking for you. Right. I mean, if anything, you want to be seen in, in the Lord's book of life. Yes. Yes. But you ain't supposed to be looking for you. You're supposed to be looking for the Lord. Narcissus. Jesus. <laughs> Narcissus. <Jesus. laughs> right. So, but Hananiah, without any evidence that God instructed him to do the following, declared what he wanted to happen and what he was sure others wanted to hear and broke Jeremiah's yoke. But Hananiah was eager to prophesy, though, right? Yes. Isn't that what we're instructed to do? Yes. That was an eager prophecy, wasn't it? Yes. So. And it was good news. It was good news. <laughs> All right. So obviously, Paul didn't say, you know, is is what is what is Paul telling us here, right? Didn't Paul say be eager to prophesy? Right. Yes. So what happened? Well, Hananiah being so eager to prophesy caused problems. But Hananiah wasn't pursuing the Lord for prophecy, right? Before Paul said eagerly, before he said that, eager to desire to be prophetic, pursue love, mm. all right? That's, that's what it said. It's right at the top, right? Pursue love, right on one. Mm. Pursue love. Yeah. That's what's first, which has to be established earlier as love in order of the Lord, because when you really have the love of the Lord, y'all, you will prophesy in truth, right? And not dishonor the Lord and proclaim things and proclaim things in his name. Right? When he said no such thing to the so-called prophet, right? It says he's a prophet, but it's like, look, man, you're not squaring up with the with the Lord. Wow. All right. So uh he, which means he he abused his appointment. Yeah. All right. He, you know, it's like, okay, man, you, you got you got this title, prophet. You better do right with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and as a prophet, you have authority. So, what are you supposed to do? You know, it's uh, are are you just supposed to listen to a false teaching? You supposed to obey that? You supposed to obey that authority? Like you know, because like when Paul be talking up in here, you got to square all that stuff up. You can't just listen to authority. Now, and now even in here, when it's talking about Nebuchadnezzar, right? It, with Nebuchadnezzar, God said, yeah, you're going to obey everything he says. That's right. You're under his rule. Now, that's what you wanted. Right. Okay. Now, so now there's going to be exceptions to these things because, like, look, man, you, it's, if this is what you wanted, you you want earthly kings and stuff like that, you want to follow after that stuff, it's like, look, I, I you're not supposed to follow ungodly people. Yeah. You're not supposed to, you know, th this is not supposed to be stuff that rules over you. But if you guys want to go that right, you know what? Fine. I'm going to give you over to Nebuchadnezzar. You're going to do everything that he says. 
But there's something more to that, though. Right? There's something more to that. When, when It's like, don't you think it's kind of strange that God would tell them to obey this heathen? Yes. Right? <laughs> Listen to his name. Nebuchadnezzar. Right? Break his name down. Nebu. We're talking about protection. Right? I want you under Nebuchadnezzar. You're under his protection. The last part of his name is Nezer. That's right. As in Nazar, Nazarene. What? The consecrated crown. Oh. It's a picture of Christ, y'all. Wow. Right? So then, don't you, like I said, when you look at things like that, and you say, dude, that's kind of strange. Why? What's, yes. what's up with that? Why would you want us to be on a rule in this? I want you to look at it closely, right? Yeah. The Lord says, I wish I could gather you like a chick, you know? A, yeah. ch a chicken gathers its hand. Mm. I want you under the shadow of my protection, Nebuchadnezzar, right? Protect the boundary. Protect the sons, right? It's when you break it down, it's like protect the boundary, protect the sons, wow. right? And then Nezer. As a Nazarene, the consecrated crown, right? That's who Jesus is. Wow. Jesus of Nazareth. It's Nazareth, right? Yes. So anyway, uh, so it's like having that discernment of how, what, like when God says that you're going to abide by this authority, it's like, God, well, what are you talking about here? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it, remember, it, remember, y'all, you know, uh, just like, you know, when, when the Lord wrote the Ten Commandments, he wrote it to Moses. You know, he wrote it on both sides of the tablets. Why is that? Because Moses himself wasn't supposed to be above the law. When he's showing the law to them, mm -hmm. the law is supposed to be looking right back at him also. Yeah. All right. So it's like the, the authority that God positions, they have to square up with God, too. If they don't, you have the right to question your government. Yes. Yeah. You have the right to question your leaders. Iron, iron sharp, uh, sharpens uh, iron. You can't just, yeah. you know, and like the Ten Commandments themselves say. You know, you shall not bow down to other gods and you shall not let them make you. So when right. we're talking about these gods, we're also talking about authority, mm -hmm. government, especially if government assumes to be uh, making policy that's against God. And we're supposed mm -hmm. to be like, uh, no, no, we're going to obey God. Yeah. Right? And we see a lot of that, that disobedience, like even with the, with the disciples. Yeah. You ain't supposed to preach. I'm going to go preach. That's right. All right. So you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you, you have to square those things up. <laughs> when government is ruling the way that it's supposed to, mm -hmm. be obedient. Yeah. Right? It's Except when you've done wrong. You steal from somebody. Don't be trying to, to uh, you know, to get away from the law or, or try to protest it in court or anything like that. Or, you know, uh, um, um, you know, try to assume that you're, you're, um, you're not guilty and all that sort of stuff. Pay up. Yeah. Right? You know, don't uh, obey the law. Don't, don't. Break the law. That's what that means. And have the discernment to know what good law is. Yeah. It's like you're not supposed to do these things. Okay, that's fair. Right? Even things like, you know, talking on your cell phone. Right? I know a lot of us have a nasty habit of doing. We just, maybe I can get away with this time. You know, say, like, no, don't do it. Right? Are you more important than the people, than the safety of other people driving on the road? That's like idolatry. You just look in your yes. phone because it's all about you. Yeah. <laughs> right? self idolatry. You just driving. You know, oh. it's like, dude, it only takes a second. Mm. Right? So it's, it's a good thing that it's against the law to be looking at your phone instead of driving. Yeah. Obey the law. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when, the, when authority puts in law like that, abide by the law. Yeah. Right? You, we, we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't you know, be so cavalier with compromising other people's safety that way. Amen. I know this is the anti-fuddy-duddy Bible study. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, hey, you know, for real, like, this, like I said, if you're looking in your phone because what you think is, is going on is so much more important than the people that you're driving around, right. the safety of your passengers or anybody like that, or your own life, you know, where you just, you know, that's idolatry. That's self-idolatry. 
It is. Right? Don't don't do it. Yeah. You know, it's hard, y'all. I get it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard. You know, uh, but like I said, don't don't do that. Um, well, actually, you said Paul says first verse in this chapter: pursue love. Mm-hmm. If you're pursuing love and the godly wisdom, mm-hmm. you're not going to do that kind of thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, that he's the builder. He makes sure that he he, he gives you that filter. He's Amen. the you know he's the discernment that we need. Yeah. Okay, so um, let me see. Now, when you really have the uh, as we're saying. Uh, you're going to proclaim things in his name, you know, when you, if you really have uh, the, the love of the Lord and you proclaim things in his name, you're going to do uh, things that are going to dishonor him. Uh, so, you know, as, you know, these, like I said, these so-called prophets be now, uh, you know, they'll be like, you know, they'll tell you whatever it is that you want to hear. They'll be like, ain't that a good word from God? Don't you want to sow a thousand dollars seed? You know, to see how God is going to bless you. It's your season. It's your season. He told you that he would. Right. He told he told me. Right. Now I'm telling you because it's me. I'm speaking through me and all that sort of stuff. Right. You know, I'll tell you things like, you know, I'm receiving a prophetic word right now for someone who is dealing with a fill in the blankety blank. Right. And while, you, while you're filling in the blankety blank of what's going on with you, won't you just go ahead and send me a blankety blank check? <laughs> yeah, nice blank check, you know, and I'll put, I'll put in whatever I, you know, you know, it's like, you know, right? So whatever infirmity that you're going to put in and, you know, the Lord is telling me that, you know, if you, if you show your faith and you sow a seed of $5,000, right, he will break your yoke. Get your yoke broke. You know, that's, that's basically what they're telling you. Be careful, man. You go broke trying to get your yoke broke, <laughs> you know, dealing with these people, right? Yeah. So now from what I've read, it looks to me that when God appoints people to, to prophesy, he makes sure that you know they were commissioned by him, right? Yes. He is a just God and doesn't leave us to guess or gamble on something ambiguous. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay, the person, the, 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 the people, y'all, they, they won't have a justifiable reason to not believe the prophet. So when the people reject what the prophet tells them and God brings his case against the rebellious, his case is airtight. Right? Mm-hmm. And of course... There's the false prophets, and God, when God brings his judgment against them, his case is going to be like, you, you had no reason to believe this person. Did, yeah. you, did you square it, you know, by the record? You know, does this does, does look like the character of, 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 of what mm-hmm. I would give a person, you know, to tell you, right? And, and when I do that, I give you these other um, uh, facets to square it by, yeah. you know? It's like sometimes, and I, I, mean, I make these things pretty obvious, Right? You know, so there's no reason to not believe. Okay, so let's be eager, y'all, for the Lord and his love for discernment in what we say in his name and what we hear in his name. So when we look at the word uh, for tongue, right, getting into the, uh, this, this tongue speaking, right, uh, the word is going to be glossa and meaning national language. Hmm. That's what it means. All right, glossa national language it's not gibberish so when you're speaking in tongues you will actually be speaking in a even if it's your own right doesn't it's like the bottom line 
the miracle of speaking in tongues is when you speak in another national language you've never spoken before, but you can speak in your own language, clear language, and still be speaking in tongues. All right. So, it, it, but but like I said, it's the the language comes out clear for the language or the nation it was intended for. All right. So, but when we refer to speaking to God, because of the work of our high priest and king, Yeshua, uh, we are all in his priesthood, right? So are those who accept him, right? We yeah. accept him as our high priest and king. That puts us in his priesthood, right? And we go through the, you know, the, uh, the baptism and, 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 uh, and uh, you know, breaking the bread and stuff like that. This is, these are the things that the priest did, yeah. you know, with the Lord. So, mm -hmm. you know, we do these things also. We're in his priesthood. Uh, so, but... When we're talking about this tongue, y'all, and when I, when I, I, let me let me try to explain, you know, uh, for for if y'all are new, when we talk about the speaking in tongues, y'all, it's a mystery. We talk about these speaking in mysteries, all right. You could be speaking to somebody in plain language, and it goes over to you know, right, in one ear, out the other. They don't they don't want to believe. They don't believe Jesus right. is, is God. So you're speaking. You're telling them the truth. Yes. You're speaking to them in the spirit. It's the truth. Do they buy it? Do they register it? Do they understand it? No. You might as well be speaking gibberish to them. Right. But because it's like the only reason why somebody would reject it is because they willfully don't understand it. Mm. All right. And the thing that usually gets in the way, the the the, uh, the obstruction here is pride. Right. Right. That's the it's 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 like they need the super crackerjack decoder ring, you know. So they get, just, but you know they they don't they don't want it. You know, they want it. They want their own truth. They want to do things their own way and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But basically, so to just again, when people, you know, they, they take speaking in tongues is that they're speaking some this uh, esoteric spirit language that only that, that they're speaking to God. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, this 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 gift of, of the tongues it's like, no, no, that's not what it is. The gift is when you can see the Lord in the scriptures. That's the gift. Yeah. And you speak it to other people in plain language, just like we're doing right now. Some people aren't going to. And I'm telling you, y'all, to be able to see the Lord in the scriptures, y'all, we do definitely take it as a gift. Amen. It's a gift, man. Oh, it's definitely. like, you know, uh, what a it's, it's, it's world changing. It is. You know, That's it's a good way to describe it. I'm telling you, man, it's, 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 it's just it's life changing. Yeah. When, when you see him in there, it's like, oh, snap, this, this was always you. Right. You know, it's amazing, you know, and, and you know, you, once you get that and you, you, and you want to try to convey that to other people and I tell you, and I know what that's like, y'all, because for a long time, people were trying to tell me yep. about this guy, Jesus, yeah. you know, yep. you know, Both of us. might yeah. as well have just been speaking gibberish to me, but they were speaking in the spirit, yeah. telling me the truth. Hey, this guy, Jesus, man, you know, he's God. He's all, you know, it's like, man, I, you know. I don't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear it. Like I said, speaking gibberish. All right. That's what it was to me, even though they're speaking to me in plain English. Yeah. All right. So now, like I said, lesson. right. So now, uh, thank you, Lord. That's what he does, man. Amen. Fill that cup, Lord. <laughs> them good teachings. Okay. So example, Jesus was praying quite fervently, right? As we said earlier, quite yeah. fervently. But Yeshua's disciples understood his words. They're able to make a record of right. it, right? Very good point. They didn't write down, he said, Shabalaba. No. They didn't do that. I said, how do you spell that? Shabalaba. Huh? Did you catch that? 
you got your iPhone? Hit just hit revo- voice record. See what you get. Right. <laughs> you know, so voice is like, oh man, autocorrect is just jumping up and down. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we're able to get this one right. So now they, you know, they they understood what he, they they understood him saying that, you know, what he was telling the Lord. But at the same time, I mean, they're hearing him say this in a language that they can understand. Yeah. But at the same time, they didn't understand what he was talking about, right? Him, him mm-hmm. going to, to, to die yeah. and be raised? That's true. It was a mystery to them. So we're talking about speaking in mysteries, right? It's a mystery to them that he spoke in plain language, mm-hmm. all right? It's very simple. Like, say, for instance, in John uh, 1.5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, all right? People are in darkness, a lot of people willfully so. Yeshua is the light. These people do not comprehend him. Mm-hmm. Right? So like I said, you can tell it people, tell it to people, plain language, and they do not receive or register it. Yeah. They do not understand the mystery of this plain mm-hmm. language tongue. Right? And he's, some of these people even say, well, it's, you know, this Bible, this ancient book is like written at a third grade level and something like that. Really? Third grade, huh? All the more reason why you should have no trouble understanding right. it, right? <laughs> How is this not understandable to you, right? But all they hear is, you know, they, I guess when they hear you speak the word of God, all they hear is Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 right? It's like, no. And so, now, the Lord himself understands you, right? You have to acknowledge who he is, Right. And who he says he is. Now, that's something that you receive from him. But it's it's up to us to accept it. That's our job. Right. So just like Yeshua told Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. My father in heaven did. And eventually it registered with them. And the mystery unraveled that when they were speaking to Jesus, they were speaking with God. Yeah. Right, they finally say it really clicked. Right, at some point it just it said it's like, oh wow, like Thomas, like oh my Lord and my God. Yeah. Okay, so the instruction lets us know that speaking in the Spirit or speaking to God is good and everything because you want to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Right, so speaking to God, that's that's all well and good and stuff like that, but He already knows what's on your mind, <laughs> right, and He's the one. Who your mind should be on anyway. That's true. But I reckon it's more important for people to listen. (laughs) To listen to God than to talk to him. Right? And share the wisdom that he imparts to you. You know, that feeds the whole community. Amen. That that we were just talking about. That we just read. Yeah. Right? Now, if one is speaking in the spirit, it has to be verifiable. Right? It has to be interpreted. So now, you know, with, with, with a person, as a witness, with the gift of interpreting what was said. No one would ask, y'all, it's like, why, you know, what, what, why, why, would, why would we need, or actually I shouldn't say no one, you know, I guess anyone. People, you know, would have a reasonable uh, um, excuse or reason to ask, you know, why would this need interpreting, right? What mysterious language would this person be speaking that warrants interpretation? I'll give you an example of what this looks like. Exodus 5.2, Pharaoh said, 
Who is this Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. All right? Wow. Get a picture of what this looks like? Yeah. So, now remember, Moses didn't go to speak to Pharaoh alone. Right? God sent Aaron with Moses. Right? They went together, and Aaron was appointed as Moshe's prophet. Yeah. His job wow. was to interpret. All right? Yo, Pharaoh, I'm here to make sure that you understand what Moses said. Right now, some people think that, you know, that, that Aaron was was there to, you know, translate for Moses because Moses had a bad stuttering problem. It's not really what 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 it says. You know, it's, I don't think Moses. You know, I mean, I mean it. Right. You know, no disrespect to anybody that has a stuttering issue. That's you know. but, that's what, but that's what people think, that, that Moses, he had a stuttering problem. That's that's the, word, the word says that he was slow of speech. He didn't feel like he was an eloquent speaker. He didn't feel like he was a very good debater. Right? Slow of speech. Like, he, he had that kind of issue where it's like, you know, he's like, he's walking away. You know how you get it? It's like, man, I wish I would have said that. Right. When you get an argument, it's like, <laughs> you know, and then the, the argument never stops because you want to get back. Say, oh, and, and another thing. You know what I'm saying? You want to get in that last word? Like, Moses yeah. had that issue. He, he just wasn't, you know... Uh, you know, fast of speech. That's what he says. I'm slow of speech. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a very, you know, eloquent or, or a good debater, you know. And I, I know the feeling. I don't think I don't consider myself a, a talented debater either. You know, I, I like to make points and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm not I'm not I don't have the passion to like sit and argue with somebody who really doesn't want who only really wants to hear what they have to say. Yeah. They don't really want to hear something else. Right. <laughs> you know, cast my pearls before pigs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, but anyway. So it's not a point of, uh, you know, uh, Moses necessarily having a stuttering problem or not being able to speak to Pharaoh. I mean, um, Moses was, you know, Moses was there basically because his Egyptian was quite good. Right? It was fluent in both Egyptian and Hebrew. Oh, yeah. So he was sent and Aaron was sent also. Right. And basically Aaron's role is, look, man, I'm here to make sure that uh, there is no excuse for not understanding what we're telling you, all right? Moses is going to tell you, and I'm going to, you know, it's like, uh, you're going to hear it from Moses, right? Yeah. You're going to hear it from him, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to basically repeat it to you, right? I'm just going to flip, I'm going to hit you at it, and you'll see that God does that. Like, when he says something, he, like, kind of doubles on it, hits yeah. you from one angle, just in case you missed it the first time, right. he's going to kind of, like, say it in another way. Like, people that will try to split hairs when, 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 when the Lord says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Right. And they'll try to make like there's these these profound nuances between. Them. No, it's the same thing. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before the fall. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Now, of, of course, you know, it's like it's different ways of looking at it. It's kind of like it's kind of like the the, uh, the, the uh, synoptic gospels. Right. It's going to tell you pretty much the same thing, but they're going to be coming from different angles. Yeah. Right. So the, uh, Moses and Aaron could be doing the same thing. Right. It's like Moses is going to say it. Pharaoh's going to hear what he's saying. It's almost like you're having an argument. Well, you just tell him that I said It's like, I heard what he said. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, the, the mediator in between the two. Yeah. Right? So now, all that to say, y'all, you know, so Pharaoh can't sit there and try to play dumb. Aaron is going to interpret, you know. Doesn't even really need interpreting. So I'm just going to make sure that you got it. Yeah. All right? So now, here's the thing. This way, when God brings his judgment, he is totally justified. It's like, hey, Pharaoh, you said you didn't know him, right? 
dismissively, I might add. Yeah. You're going to know him now. <laughs> You're going to learn today, right? So, um, like I said, that's this, the, 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 the interpretation, this goes way back. Right. This isn't like just a New Testament thing. This goes all the way Indeed. back, you know, to, to Exodus. Right? <laughs> hey, let's read um, six through twelve. Let's see. But now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I speak to you by way of revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? It is the same for lifeless things that make a sound like a flute or a harp. If they make no distinction in the tones, how will what is played be recognized? For if the trumpet makes an unclear sound, who will prepare himself for battle? So also with you, with your tongue, unless you utter speech that is intelligible, how will what is spoken be understood? For you will be talking to the wind. It may be that there are many kinds of languages in the world and none without meaning. If then I do not understand the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker and the speaker will be a foreigner to me. Likewise with you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, keep trying to excel for the building up of the community. Hey, so now as Paul is giving these instructions, y'all, I don't think he is thinking, don't speak gibberish and call it a spirit language. I don't even know if he's thinking that. Right. So I, I, and I reckon. I, I don't I don't even know if that really crossed Paul's mind. You know, I, admittedly, I'm just guessing here. Yeah. I can see Paul saying this about people today. Uh, is that what y'all thought I meant by speaking in tongues? Right, y'all, y'all, something definitely got missed, you know, lost in translation. No, right. no pun intended. Right. <laughs> right. So, but now since, and, and you know, I'm, I'm speculating here that this isn't where Paul was coming from. Um, I remember when I was in school, uh, and I, I sucked at math, y'all, and I, I still do. And, um, and when I would ask the, the tutor, the teacher, how it's done, um, the only thing that they really showed me was that they knew how to do it. Right. Yeah. But that didn't help me understand it. Right. Right. So Paul is like, hey, and that's great. Great. You, you know who God is. Uh, you have registered that God has come in the person of Yeshua. Now, now, now do something useful with it and make that comprehensible to others. Yeah. All right. So it's like, <laughs> you know, we, we, we have this information, y'all. And we have gifts. You know, the Lord gives us gifts. And it's up to us to, to dial into that gift and, 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 and walk and talk in it. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, it may not be something that you can express, you know, verbally. Sometimes you may be able to express it through your work and something like that. But people should see that, 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 that the, the, the fruit, the fruit of the spirit of what it is that you're doing. And, uh, you know, and it's supposed to, um, you know, be enticing to people. It's like, hey, man, I want to know this, this, this God God. You know, yeah. I, want, I want what you got. You know, yeah, have them coveting too. Covet the Lord. Right. And make it understandable. Um, but that also ties into when people are speaking, assuming to speak in tongues. These people aren't speaking something that people understand. You know, you see these people like, you know, doing that stuff. And, you know, it's 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 like and, and people are kind of putting on a show that they're, they're in the spirit. And they understand what they're saying. It's like, no, 
No, no, they don't. Mm -hmm. And so let, let me read um uh thirteen through nineteen. Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit says, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray in my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing praises with my with my spirit, and I will also sing praises with my mind. Otherwise, if you give me, if you give thanks and praise in the spirit, how will one filling the place of the ungifted say the amen? Okay. Um, say the amen, hold on, to your thanksgiving. Since he has no idea what you are saying, mm. for you certainly give thanks well, but the one, but the other person is not built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. <laughs> ha ha. However, in Messiah's community, I would rather speak five words with my mind so I may also instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Mm. All right. So now with, when these so-called church leaders uh, speak in gibberish, nobody understands that. All right. And when the audience is given over to this stuff, you know, like I said, it's, it's more of an overactive imagination. Uh, they're supposed to be an interpreter. These preachers don't have interpreters. All right. They just go on, you know, with what is what is really gibberish. But Paul says that the person speaking in the spirit can also pray that he can interpret also. All right. Speak the mystery, but make it understandable without an interpreter. Now, again, I point to Moses and Aaron because eventually God was sending Moses to talk to Pharaoh. Yeah. Right? Pharaoh had no excuse at this point to not understand the gravity of the situation. Aaron did his job. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh had no, you know, had no excuse to be like, no, I blame lace. No, <laughs> right. no excuse, right? Most be like, fool, I know you understand what God is telling you. All right, so God will send Moses uh, to talk to Pharaoh, and we talked about how these gifts, you know, were delved out so that the gifted, you know, there was this like checks and balances, right? Yeah. But the Lord also says that if you do well with these talents, I will give you more. I will I will increase them with you. Yeah. Right. So if you show that you are faithful with these things. Well, then the Lord is going to give you a level up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, y'all, so basically what we're talking about, the, the lesson that, you know, that, that Paul has given us here is, is, you know, have the discernment, mm -hmm. be practical. And before you can do any of those things, you have to pursue love yes. in order of the Lord. Yeah. And, I, and notice I say love in order of the Lord, not, not just love, you know, getting out there, talking about love wins right. and, and love all this all that sort of stuff, you know, love according to our own designs and, and uh, um, standards or, or what have you. Um, no, the real love, God's love, right? You pursue him. And then from there, if you want the gifts of prophecy, you know, pray for such. Yeah. Now, once again, it's, it comes down to the point of, well, does God answer these prayers? You know, and, and, you know, sometimes the, you know, people in church, you know, they want to tell you, they want to tell you things that make you feel good, you know, that God never says no, 
uh, you know, or God always answers prayer and all that sort of stuff. No, that's not not necessarily right. Sometimes God does not answer, right? Yeah. Remember, there's been silent periods, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about silent periods. Sometimes God does not answer. Like I said, we're in that time, y'all, uh, where the burden of faith is on us now. Jesus yeah. came and demonstrated that that uh, that unyielding faith. Mm-hmm. Took it all the way to the cross Amen. in faith. All right. So and and and. He he kept the faith while giving evidence. Yes. Right? Yeah. He took on the burden of faith himself and gave everybody all the evidence that this wicked generation be wanting proof and stuff. I'll give you proof. Right. Right? <laughs> gave proof and stuff like that. They still killed him. Right? But he's the one who kept the faith. It's our turn now. All right? We got to keep the faith. And... Um. So, you know, that being said, y'all, we can't, uh, you know, if, and if you, if you do keep the faith, um, you know, the, it's basically you, you inherit the kingdom. Yeah. I don't, you know, now, the, the word does say that, you know, uh, that this time is going to come where people are going to prophesy and things like that. Those right. things are coming. Are we there at this point right now? I don't know. You know, but I think one thing I do know is when that happens, God will let the church know that, yeah, it's time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, you know, God is a just God, you know, and he does. He doesn't leave us in the dark about things. Absolutely. And, you know, like even like right now, you know, it's like, you know, when people are asking, does God, you know, answer our prayers and stuff like that? God didn't leave us in the dark with that. Like I said, we know that there's been silent periods. Right. Sometimes God has. you know, and, and of course, he also says, I will never leave you or forsake you. You know, but Amen. but just because, he, you know, he may like, you know, step back and say, look, man, I'm just going to have to. I'm going to have to tune you guys out for a little bit. Doesn't mean that he's left us because the Lord said that he sent the comforter. Absolutely. Right. Now, once again, y'all, if, if uh, why would God need to send a comforter if things were always going to be comfort- comfortable? Right. Just because you're a Christian <laughs> don't mean that things, everything's going to be all hunky-dory and comfortable. No, things are going to get uncomfortable. That's why we need a comforter. Yes. Right. We need strength. We need guidance. Yes. You know, a comforter is somebody who helps to make things understandable because not understanding or being in the dark is uncomfortable. Yes. Right. But the Lord sent the comforter to make sure that we have that strength to be able to keep the faith, you know, and keep on keeping on, you know, and sometimes it's going to be rough, yeah. you know, and uh, these are when you speak these things to people, even that in itself can be like speaking in tongues. So they don't want to hear that. They want all they want is assurance, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of assurance that they want they, you know, or and that assurance is, you know, kind of like that same assurance that, that the Israelites wanted. They got that freedom, but they wanted that assurance of going back to Egypt, having that free fish, right? right? So it's like, you know, they, 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 they were comfortable in their slavery, even though they was crying out in oppression and stuff like that. But see, that's the thing about it. They wanted to be comfortable in their slavery. They weren't comfortable in their slavery. And they cried out to God. We're uncomfortable. They didn't cry out to God for freedom. They cried out because they were uncomfortable. Yes. When they got let out, right? And that, uh, and that uncertainty, even though they were free and away from Egypt, they wanted to go back. You know, so it's like you're trying and, and, and you're trying to tell them, hey, hey, you, you, you don't want that. This is the real thing. You just got you got to you got to be obedient. Right. You know, speaking in tongues to them. Hey, here's our jewelry. Make us a golden calf. We want the kind of God that responds to us the way that we want. Amen. That's it. Yep. Right. We want a God that we can control. 
Yes, the human condition. Right? We'll make this gold. We'll make them all, you know, luxurious looking and stuff like that. But we're going to mind you that it's a calf. Right. We can control it. Mm-hmm. Eat this thing. If we want. We'll, we'll eat a calf if we want to. We have power over it. Right. Tell this God, well, that ain't no real God. Right? And they went on ahead and do that. And I tell you what, y'all, that golden calf that that made, that calf grew up to be mullick. <laughs> right? Bullheaded God. Or they knew it. They were sacrificing their own kids. Yes. Just so desperate to be blessed however they wanted to be blessed. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but are you speaking, but are the, the, the logic, like when the prophets came, they killed them, but the prophets speaking to them in plain language. Yeah. Might as well have been speaking in gibberish to them. Mm-hmm. They killed them. See what I'm saying? So it's like this. We got to be. Now, I want me to say like, well, what's practical about getting killed? <laughs> that's the world, though. Yeah. But that's it. And, and it's not it's not so much a practicality of getting killed, y'all. It's the truth. Yeah. You know, and truth, it, it, you know, uttered as diplomatically as possible in love. But what did the Lord say? The world hated me first. It's irrational hatred. You know? Yes. So based on what? It's like, am I supposed to? You know, speak your language and be irrational like you. It's like, look, man, if, if I'm, I got to live in realville, man. I got to live in truth. Yeah. And if that's what's going to cost me my life, you know, then I guess that's the way it is. You know, it's, you know, it's all you, all you're doing is proving to me is I wouldn't want to be one of you. Amen. I wouldn't want to be evil like you. It's like, look, I, I guess, you know, if y'all going, y'all going to execute me, you know, you don't have me thinking second thoughts. Oh man, am I doing the right thing? Maybe this God guy, you know, you know, maybe he's off his rocker or something like that. It's like, dude, you want me to say, no, no. Reality is, is like you're you're confirming it. It's like, man, you guys are crazy. You're gonna you're gonna kill this prophet. You know, yeah. you know, the prophet's like, man, you gonna kill me for real? All I did was tell you the truth. Right. You know, right. you guys are. I mean, you guys are like well, giving over to your indulgence and stuff like that. But man, you guys really don't see how there's a lot of suffering going on with you guys in this pursuit of what you think is gonna. Bring you so much happiness and all that sort of stuff. You know, but all they hear is womp, 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 womp. Are you speaking in tongues and stuff to them? Yeah. <laughs> right? You know? So it's like, look, man, all you've done is is make me believe in God even more. You guys are screwed up and twisted, man. That's right. You know? That's right. So, you know, that's, uh, and y'all, I hope, um, I hope that's not, you know, what's on the way for us, man. Cool. You know, the, the, uh, hatred against, you know, believers is becoming even more. We losing, you know, the uh, the church itself. The church is giving over, being more and more given over to, uh, you know, godlessness. Yeah. You know, affirming godlessness right. and thinking that it's woke and it's Christianity and stuff like real Christianity. It's like no, no, it's not, and we're not going to have these people on our side, mm-hmm. and they'll be among the others. You know, that'll that'll be turning against us. You know, those who are really trying to hang on to the word of God, you know, yeah. and uh, and we'll just be speaking to them and they won't be understanding us. Right. They won't be hearing the language of the spirit, you know, because they'll be deafened by the language of other spirits. Right. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. The devil gets in the garden, y'all. So we want to make sure that, you know, that we're not under his control either. You got to hang on, man. Got to hang on to the word of God and rely on him, you know, and make sure that you're, you know, Listening to him more than you're speaking to him, right? You know, we be speaking in the spirit too. When you're speaking in the spirit, it's not like you're sitting in the closet going shopping. No, no, you know, this uh, the speaking to God is reading his word out loud. Right. <laughs> you know, we read, you know, we, we, when we read, when we study with each other, hey, you know, we read, it blesses the Lord for us to read what he breathed to us. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, when we pray and we and we say, you know, uh, uh, his model prayer. You speaking to him. Speak. Now, that was us saying that to, uh, you know, saying that to him, you know, we just talking to him. That's God's like, that's that's good. I gave you that. Right. <laughs> now, now you're talking to me, but I need you to go take what I told you and go tell other people. Amen. Right. I'm glad that we have this relationship and stuff like that. But let's not be in a bubble. Yeah. Right. <laughs> go and declare it. Yeah. And like I said, and what, and what we're trying to do, y'all, is we're trying to make it. You know, to where it's not where we're just, you know, just preaching to people. Some people, that, they're allergic to that, right? Oh, we want to be able to put it in mediums where it, like, it captures their oh. attention, captures their imagination. Once you got that link with them, convey the truth to them, yeah. right? It's, it's a way to, to, to make that connection. You know, we see the godless do it all the time. Mm -hmm. They've shown how, how it works. And even the Lord says, hey, do what the children of age are doing, right? That's, that stuff works. Yep. You know, it's like we got to support that. So we want to be able to take these things and put them in vehicles where people just want to say, OK, whoa, what's that? That looks interesting. Right. And then while you got their attention, you know, you convey the truth to them yeah. instead of what liberals do, get their attention and convey lies to them. Right. right? So all that being said, y'all, like, we hope that, you know, you support at bronzeserpentmedia.com, you know, get the mugs and, uh, you know, get the shirts you know, drop a buck in the bucket if you want to help keep the lights on and help us to put these things in, you know, creative, you know, more, you know, creative media, uh, you know, whether it's music, whether it's, you know, teleplays, movies and stuff like that, you know, different productions that are, you know, you know, have some eye candy quality to it, you know, right. stories and yeah. stuff like that, storyline, a plot line and stuff like that, you know, that where we don't compromise the message, you know, take some creative license. Only for the artistic aspect of it while still maintaining the, uh, maintaining the integrity of the word. Yeah. You know, all we're just trying to do is just put it in a, in a, in a vehicle that's going to get to where it needs to go. Right. Right. That's what we're trying and to using do. Using entertainment to convey the truth. Of yes. The word of God. You know, the, 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 the entertainment factor has been used exceedingly, yeah. you know, to poison the culture. Absolutely. Let's use that medium to deliver the elixir. Yes. Right. So. Thank you, guys. You know, once again, I hope you support bronzeserpermedia.com. And uh, that being said, we thank you for joining in the study. Yes. Father in heaven, thank you so much. We hope that our study was a blessing to you. We hope that we have reported of you correctly and, uh, you know, and uh, shared in the lesson that was imparted to Paul, you know, for us to read and share uh, with each other. We hope that we did not do uh, you a disservice and that uh, we reported uh, what, what you intended. Father, so uh, you know that's that's what we beg of you that we just we, we do this correctly, and uh, thank you guys so much for you guys uh, tuning in. You guys are a blessing every week, yes. and uh, the Lord's fortification, His shalom, His joy to you, and uh, we always look forward to it, y'all. And we want to bring these things to you. You know, uh, this is this is our our, our little club, y'all, and, and you guys will be. You know, when we uh, are able to break wide with the stuff, Lord willing, you know, you'll be blessed to be the first to see it. You know, and say that hey we've been down with the Zopium Den the whole time <laughs> and uh, you know and Bronze Serpent Media you know and more importantly down with the Lord and are excited to uh, you know to, to see things that bless him yeah. uh, you know as we reported them so thank you guys Thanks for tuning in to The Zopium Den. Coming up is the album that I produced featuring Ava Aston on vocals. If you like what you hear, the album is available at my website, bronzeserpermedia.com. It's called Pour the Light In. You can download it, stream it, or get these indie pop genre jams on CD. I hope you'll support our salt and light efforts to promote the gospel and the culture by creating me.
scared.